With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? All right, welcome into the Auburn Live show, auburnlive.com. Go subscribe if you haven't. I think we're running 50% off right now, so go take advantage of that. Um, this is the Monday morning quarterback edition of the Auburn Live show. As always, we have former Auburn quarterback Ben Leard with us. To recap the game, um, Ben, I know this one hits hard. I know how you feel about Georgia and this rivalry. Um, 42 to 10. I mean, I don't know. I mean, everybody's surprised. I mean, it's basically the spread. <laughs> I mean, they pretty much hit the spread. I think I think Vegas had it at 49 and a half, the over-under, and, the, and the, the spread was basically 30. So I, I said in our modcast, I'm like, well, that guy's like, that means it's like a 40 to 10 game, you know, whatever. So they kind of hit it, barely went over, but it's kind of what we thought and what should have happened happened. So what were your, what were your thoughts watching it? Um, another beat down in Athens. There is there is a reason that Vegas has big buildings, right? I mean, they're good at they're good at what they do. They they know what they're looking at. They can see that one team is overwhelmingly better than the other. Um, and most importantly, they are they just they just got more more guys. They're better coached. Um, and on top of that, they're playing in a extremely difficult place to play. I just I had I had zero preconceived notion to think that Auburn would go into Athens and, and pull out a win. But you can't help but get frustrated with just horrific offensive line play. Horrific. And number one, the the uh, everybody can go back and look at that fake punt. And oh, if you if someone didn't miss a block or if Shanker would have broken that tackle, it might would have been different. But still, what what what's the point? You know, I mean. I just don't understand some of the decisions that are being made from fakes or going forward on fourth consecutive fourth and tens and the, some of the play calling that happened against LSU. And it, it seems very much in desperation. And you, you, you know, yes, defensively, they gave up 42 points. Um, the Georgia running attack absolutely gassed Auburn on the ground. I mean, it was over 500 yards of offense. I think they got almost 300 yards on the ground or more. Um, gave up multiple rushing touchdowns. Um, but I, I'm just a guy that puts it on the offense. 
if you don't sustain drives, you continuously turn the ball over, you go three and out, and, and, and multiple times consecutively, you are only asking your defense to run out of gas. And against a team like Georgia, those things are you're you're going to get hurt. You're going they're going to take advantage of of opportunities to score and and really beat you down. And that's exactly that's exactly what happened Saturday. I mean it is it 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 truly you look at you look at the players on the hoof. They're Georgia's defense versus Auburn's offensive line, not even close. You look at Auburn's defense versus Georgia's offensive line. Now, mind you, that's the best performance Georgia's offensive line has had this season. But I mean, it's not even it's not even close. It all boils down to it all boils down to the staff, the head coach recruiting the young men that can compete at that level. There are there are several on Auburn's roster that can. The Derek Halls, the Colby Woodens, the DJ Jays, um, Kaufman's, you know, and I think Wesley Steiner is improving week after week after week um, as a as a force at the middle linebacker position. Uh, obviously, Tank is a is the in my opinion, he is one of the most talented running backs in the country, but he is hands down the most underutilized, underappreciated talent that I think Auburn has ever seen wear this jersey. It is – it's not even close. And they end up finding themselves in such, in, in such deficits that they can't rely on Tank to be Tank. You know, you've got another running back in Jarquez Hunter that's extremely talented as well. Obviously, the play that he made, the game was out of hand at that point, but it was still phenomenal. And he, there's just you, – you get yourself so far, the deficit becomes so large, you get yourself so far away from what you want to have as an identity that it's just it's just Katie bar the door. And – and on top of that, it's to Georgia, which is which hurts. I mean, it's it sucks, man. I mean, it's Georgia's won six in a row. They've absolutely dominated Auburn in those six in a row. They own Auburn in Athens at this point. They 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 really own Auburn. Period. For the last fifteen years, fifteen of eighteen meetings, and I include the SEC championship game because it's part of the. It's you got to series. Yeah, it's, it doesn't matter if it's Auburn, Athens, Atlanta, it doesn't matter. It's yeah, you got to. It's still it's still the teams versus the teams. Yeah. And you know, man, I I just it the way that the way that Georgia has has risen in 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 a, in a short period, you know, in a in a fairly short fashion Kirby and his staff and the, the athletic department, the university, the meteoric rise that they have had from a football perspective over the last several years, to me, is a blueprint. And it all starts with synergy from the president to the AD to the head coach. And then in a, in a very, very close second, 
it is recruiting as number one. If you do not have a staff and a head coach, most importantly, that is not willing to absolutely break the bank from an effort perspective on recruiting, if they're not willing to go all out on recruiting, it is an absolute loss cause. If you can't get the dudes, you might as well be the Vandy of the SEC. It, it, it's not even it's not even close. And I'm I'm fearful that while there are multiple coaches on Auburn staff, Zach Etheridge, Jimmy Brumbaugh, Cadillac, you know, Drew Fabianich, I mean, they, these guys are they're diehard recruiters. They're great recruiters and they are passionate about getting talented young men on campus and, and getting them enrolled and playing at Auburn. I, I get that. But for some reason there is a there there is a hard stop somewhere. And I think Gus left the cupboard bare and it has not it has not helped any efforts in the fact that that Brian just something something's not clicking. And and then on top of that, once they once they get here, I just don't I just don't see certain positions, most importantly offensive line. I, I can't I man, I can't begin to tell you how how disappointed I am watching this offensive line. I mean, they are and it starts with Will Friend. Hundred percent. It absolutely starts with Will Friend. I I mean I, they have not the offensive line has gotten worse. They have gotten egregiously worse. And granted, I, I understand they've had some injury issues, but I don't care. It's assignment football. Get in somebody's way. You watch Saturday's ball game. Get in somebody's way. That is pretty much all you're supposed to do. I mean, that's like the basics, right? Just get in their way at least. That's the minimum. <laughs> Man, I look, there, there were so many Olay blocks on Saturday. I mean, it 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 absolutely it pisses me off to watch. I mean, it, it's hat on a hat, right? It it to me, it's it's common sense. A, a ball player being a ball player, don't overthink the situation. Is that coaching? Is that is that the kid? Whatever that is, but if you're looking at the line of scrimmage, and you see, okay, and, and let's say you're a guard, right, or even a even a tackle with a man on your outside. Let's say Shanker's on your out on your right, or whatever the scenario may be. There's one more offensive player that is to your immediate right as a right tackle or right guard. There's one defensive player. So just process of elimination leads you to believe and understand that your guy to your right is going to pick up that person, period. Well, then you go to your to, to the other threats that are coming in your direction, right? You've got a, let's say, a guard to your interior left. He's got a guy head up. So what's his what's his freaking job? Okay, I'm going to block that guy. Well, I'm looking dead ahead of me, and there's a Nolan Smith. There is, you know, one of the most prolific pass rushers and defenders in the country. I don't care if he comes on a delayed stunt, a delayed blitz, or if he's head up on me, I am sure as hell. Not going to let him come without me putting a hand on him. And hope that happened multiple times on Saturday. 
Bear Alexander, the defensive tackle from Georgia, the true freshman. Dude, I mean, it was basically they they there were times where Auburn's offensive line would hinge on their right or left foot and ba- and just open up the gate yeah. to Georgia's defensive front. I, no one, no wonder Robbie Ashford was getting frustrated. No wonder. I mean, you got a you got a freshman quarterback that's running for his life. He's inaccurate to begin with in the passing game. That's if he has a perfect pocket and time to throw the football. But when he is absolutely running for his life, you cannot expect you can't expect any positive to come out of that. And no. They're just throwing it away all game. I mean, he had, I don't even know how many throwaways he had, but it was, I mean, it was probably one out of, I mean, it was probably like every four or five times he dropped back, he would just have to launch it because nobody would be open and he'd be out of pocket. It's it's not even close, man. It's just, it's aggravating to watch. It's frustrating. You, you, when when Georgia goes up 14 to nothing, it honestly feels like it's 35 to nothing. Oh, it was over. It was just a matter of, um, you know, trying to commend the defense for hanging in there. It was, uh, you know, you're just wondering, you know, Auburn gets that turnover in the field goal. And it was just kind of like for a minute they're hanging around. For a minute yep. they're hanging around. But you knew, I mean, for, you knew the game was was not – it was over. I mean, it was going to take a, an absolute miracle. Um, and, and so, all right, so so fast forward it to, you know, that game's that game. It's awful. It's It sucks. Yep. Fast forward it to Saturday against Ole Miss, which is a scoring juggernaut. Probably one of the most, probably one of the most improved defenses in the SEC. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a double digit line. It's like a two touchdown line. Auburn hasn't been that kind of underdog to Ole Miss in like two decades. Worst, worst opening line in over twenty years to Ole Miss. Yeah, I, I just. Not good, not good, and I, man. And I and I hate. I do. I hate being so critical. I do because I know these kids are not. They are working their tails off. There, there. It is. It is no fault of their own from the standpoint of effort. And I, 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 I feel like I'm putting perfume on a pig. But, but we should start. So we should start the podcast. We should be like, all right, say one thing nice, Ben. I know it's like you're like you're talking like you're talking to your kids, and I. <laughs> It's so hard to find something nice to say. Like I never in a million years thought that I would be watching a a one of the Carlson brothers be attempting a field goal, and I I ultimately expected it to be a miss. I mean, it's been so inconsistent, yeah, even man. from from a kicking game. I mean, I, you know, and when you get the when you when you cause a turnover. When, when they when they strip sacked Stetson Bennett on that third down early in the game, down fourteen to nothing. That was a that was a great opportunity, a great opportunity. Well, they just they just flutter flutter it away with three consecutive crap plays, and attempt to chip shot field goal and down fourteen to three, and you know, opportunity wasted. And yeah. you got to you got to give credit to Georgia. I mean, obviously they buckled down when they needed to. They, in the in the famous words of Larry Munson, they hunkered down when necessary. And but still, man, and it just 
you're you're watching you're watching a train wreck and you're you can't help but think the the posing lack of ability to compete versus Ole Miss then you you know then you've got Arkansas which at this point seems like a possible winnable game but realistically is it then when you have Texas A&M which in my opinion if it wasn't for an awful two-point conversion play call by Jimbo Fisher Texas A&M should have beaten Alabama Saturday in Tuscaloosa. They sh- they should have. Then, well, guess where you're going? And it is, dude. It is. Bryce Young will be back, full steam ahead. Their defense is hands down best in the country. I, I don't know. I don't know that Auburn will beat Western Kentucky at this point. And. It's it's just it's deflating, man. It is it is so deflating. So it's deflating. one of those seasons, yeah. It's it's 2012 or 2008 all over again in terms of just the sort of hopelessness you feel in the in the season. You're because you just you just know there's such limitations offensively that it's hard to go into a game and find any reason to think that uh, that you're going to win in, in most of these games and defense is fine. Defense is decent. It's fine. But it, if your offense is as, as inept as it is, it, it just doesn't matter. It just well, doesn't, and, doesn't, and it doesn't the, matter. Because the, uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It puts a huge, huge asterisk or, you know, dark cloud over. And I, I know I've been hard on Kiso from a, from a play calling perspective, but it is a, I know it is an, an extremely difficult proposition to call offensive plays with an offensive line that won't touch anybody. What, what do, what do you do? Yeah. And it, it, it is an impossible task. Yeah. And, you know, you eventually might as well just close your eyes and point your finger at anywhere on the playbook, call the play, know that you're going to run three plays and you're done. Yeah. It's just, it's not good, man. It is, it is extremely – I know it's frustrating for those kids. I know it's frustrating for the staff. But there is a major disconnect somewhere. And and ultimately, you know, there's guys getting paid a lot of money to right now on that staff to fail. And they're, 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 they're doing well. Man. They're doing it well. 
Um, I know we're a little bit shorter on time uh, this time around. Um, I mean, I think we need to ask the question because, look, by the time we talk next time, um, you know, we generally talk, you know, either late Sunday or Monday mornings in these games. By the time we talk next week, I don't know. I mean, I, I told our people that I thought LeBron Harson would make it to the end of the year at this point just because it's 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 there's a lot of factors going on. But, I mean, they they I think they want to get rid of get rid of him before they announce an AD hiring. So, uh, you know, I still think that's the way it's trending, but these things can change. I think, I think they can change pretty quickly. If they lose to Ole Miss, do you think he should be fired? I mean, fans are ready. Fans are ready. Fans are ready for a change. If they lose to Ole Miss, you got a bye week. Um, Just pull the plug, rip the bandaid off. You know, I think, I, I certainly, you know, it, and I guess that's a, it's a, the, the choice of words when, when, when you talk regarding, do I think he should be fired? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, do, do you think he will be? Yeah. I, well, what I are think, the benefits? What are the, what are the pros and cons of doing it then? I mean, does it make any well, sense? Well, I, I mean, obviously I think, and, th- and this is just us and, and from a, from a perspective of the reality of them winning multiple games we've talked about you and i've talked about this several weeks ago it's nil right it, it, the 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 writing is on the wall from the standpoint of it, it is it is glaringly obvious that auburn will have a new head football coach in 2023 yeah and do you know i'll never be someone that says you know fire him right now i, I just i don't I don't think that's fair to Brian Harson and his family and, and, yeah. and whatnot. It's just, you know, I'm, um, you know, as a man, it's difficult to make that, have that solid of a statement, but from the standpoint of logistics, regardless of whom it is, I do think that ultimately you, you need to make the decision quickly. And I think the most opportune time is during that open week. And most importantly, because you have you have the possibility, it's slim, but you have a possibility of salvaging a great deal of the progress that has been made from a recruiting standpoint. You know, if you wait until if you wait until after the Iron Bowl, I think it's to the detriment of the recruiting position because of early signing period coming that's just right around the corner following the Iron Bowl. And there's so much uncertainty surrounding, if there is a lot of uncertainty surrounding what in the world's going on with Brian Harson, most importantly. And number two, who is possibly the next head coach? So a matter of a matter of several weeks essentially in that scenario is decades and a lot of a lot of ground can be made up with regards to the salvaging recruits salvaging young men that are currently on the roster that that you hope that remain on the roster um and then you can you can discontinue operating in the back channels you know, you can be out front. You can understand who the possible candidates are. 
and you know be transparent not necessarily transparent with the fans because ultimately it doesn't matter what the fans think there's not a poll going around asking this is not a popularity vote and it shouldn't be the president and the ad ultimately should make the decision on the head coach period ride or die with whomever it is but you damn well better make the right pick yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of conversation I mean, we can have it. We can talk about it. I see I'm on Twitter. I'm on our message boards. We can talk about like whether it should, whether it should be fired now or we can talk about it. It's, it's pointless. Decisions already been made. We can talk oh, about yeah. it. We're blue in the face. It's, it's a waste of breath unless you just want to have the conversation to have the conversation. And that's totally fine. It's totally fine. But just understand that there is no conversation to be had like in the higher ranks. Decision's done. He's not returning. So you can talk about it. It's fine. Perfectly fine thing to, to discuss. Or you could shift your focus and start talking about who they need to hire, what needs to happen, you know, structurally to to, to back the next coach, things like that. Um, I guess there's plenty of time for that. But but talking about whether Brian Harson deserves to be fired after a year and a half or two years, none of that matters at this point. It doesn't. It, it, it there is just you said it best. The decision has been made. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When when do they rip the Band-Aid off and give the man his $15 million and he rides off into the sunset and and Auburn moves on and so does he. Um, okay. You know, and again, from a – I mean, I, I hate it. I do. I hate it most importantly for his, for his family, for, you know, for Davis, you know, a young man that's – I mean, he is unbelievably an unbelievably talented young man and young football player. And in any, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's, I don't care if you're the manager at Walmart to lose a job is, is difficult regardless of, regardless of buyout or not. It's a, it's a difficult situation to be in as a, as a provider. So I, I hate that that's, that that's where things are, but then again, they'll be fine. They'll be, they'll be okay. Um, but ultimately, man, it is you, you, whomever is on your list, that being whomever is on Auburn's list, they better be able to recruit and they better be willing to recruit. I'm talking recruit. I'm, I'm talking. And both those matter, not just willingness to go out there, but actually be able to close the deal because, uh, I'm going to say Brian Harson can't do either. He can't do it. He and then I don't know if it's a can't and a won't. It's a and, won't. It's a won't. And, and it's, both. I, it's a won't, I, and he doesn't connect with. He doesn't I, connect. I with just. Anyway. I just don't. I don't get it. There's been a major disconnect since the time that he set foot on campus, and for some reason there's just not a there's just not a connection with with the young men that are being recruited. Now I'll I'll say this: when I mean, he has he has an unbelievable amount of support from the young men in the locker room, because I think most importantly, they see how hard he works, but that is, they have developed that, that amount of respect over time. They've, they've seen it over time and you're not, you are not given the luxury of time in the recruiting process. So it is, it is an, it is an immediate speed dating scenario. And if you don't, if those kids don't gravitate to you out of the gate, they ain't coming. Yeah. And that's that's just it. And you better be willing to morph yourself a little bit and 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 
be able to discuss and connect and not only with them, but their entourage. You can't do it. They're not coming. And it and ultimately Auburn is paying the price for that for multiple years of, of poor recruiting. And then on top of that, lack of development at key positions. Yeah, personnel, <clears throat> personnel, and I know we got to go. Personnel is uh that's a combination of Gus and, and Harson on where they're at right now. I mean, there's Harson's only been there a year and a half, whatever. Gus is still responsible for some of the personnel deficiencies, which really is the offensive line. Um, that's really the most glaring, glaring personnel deficiency issue on the team. I think every other position group on the team, I feel like you could find some silver linings or some potential there. The but the offensive line, the personnel issue, that's that's a both of them problem. That's a yeah. recruiting problem and a transfer portal issue with Harson. That's a recruiting problem um with uh with the previous staff. It's it's but 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 everything else, whether it's turnovers and and, and dang near every game they play, um, the amount of fumbles, the 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 um you know, the second half woes, um that that stuff's that stuff's coaching. I've never seen anything like what they do in the second half now going back gosh, near, nearly nine or 10 games against good competition. It's, it's, uh, I mean, you could just take it to the bank. You just take yeah. it to the bank. And it's, yep. it, I wish I had an answer. Brian Harson should have answers and he doesn't. So I sure don't have them. Um, all right, let's get out of here on this one. Uh, Ole Miss. I mean, is there a shot another week? I mean, can you, can you get back to making some big plays? You're not playing Georgia, but I mean, you know Ole Miss is going to score a certain amount of points. I mean, Georgia, it's the same way Georgia or somebody like that would. Is it just another game where it's like, well, you better force three turnovers somehow? Is, is, is that where we're at just with this team basically in, against a good team? I think so. I think you you are you are solely reliant on the defense winning this football game for you, hands down. If you wake up Sunday morning – and Auburn has won the game miraculously in Oxford, there will be, I'd say, three, maybe four turnovers that, that were caused defensively um, and possibly a, some sort of defensive touchdown. You, you, you can go ahead and assume safely that Ole Miss is going to score 20, I'd say 27 points. Even with probably a turnover or two. Yeah. Do yeah. you think Auburn's offense can can score 28? They only got to 31 last year. They played pretty dang well. And I is that I, home? I just don't I just don't see it. Yeah. Don't the only it, thing that they've got going in their favor potentially is Lane Kiffin. <laughs> and the that's fact true. That he might go for it on fourth down. He might be cavalier and and uh it hurt him last year. I mean, Ole Miss, if they were smarter. Could have won the game last year, but Auburn stopped them on fourth down multiple times. Maybe Lane, if he continues to be that Cavalier, you, you might give Auburn a shot. I don't know why you would against Auburn. You almost want to just be like, look, we don't need to do all that. But that might give Auburn some a couple of a couple of decent field position opportunities. But yeah, I, I agree. And trust me, I, I hope I'm wrong, Hope. I do. I mean, I will be I will be glad to wear the dunce cat if Auburn somehow pulls out a win, but I, I just, I'm a realist at the end of the day. And I just, I just do not see it happening. I do not see if, if you, if you figured out a scoring 
you know, a scoring paradigm where you could match up Auburn's defense versus Ole Miss's offense, kind of like the spring game scenarios. Yeah. If you could figure that way out and you could come away win or lose, I would put money on Auburn to win that football game. But knowing that Ole Miss is going to score some points and knowing that Auburn is going to turn the football over and they are going to give up sacks and they are going to not block at the point of attack. And most importantly, they are struggling immensely to score touchdowns. It is, it is a hard, hard scenario to imagine that Auburn comes away with that from Oxford with a win. Well, it's uh, I was looking real quickly. I mean, Ole Miss has only won that won this game six times since 1971. I mean, that's how absolutely dominant Auburn has been in this series, including winning six in a row, and to walk in there right now, two touchdown underdogs, is so ridiculous. And uh, just from historical purposes, the last one, the last three times Auburn has lost in Oxford, 1992, coaching change. The next time they lost in Oxford was 2008, coaching change. The next time they lost in Oxford, 2012, coaching change. So the last three times they've lost in Oxford, going back 30 years, only those three times. There's, it's been a year where it's, there's been a new coach the next year. Well, <laughs> so, there you go. It's kind of more of an indictment, I think, on Ole, on Ole Miss. Yeah. Basically, like, hold on, we lost in we lost in Oxford. Change it. We got to change. It's That's change. exactly right. Oh, scrap the whole program. Yeah. Start over. Yeah. I know, man. It's tough, dude. It is. It is so hard. I mean, it is. It's it's frustrating. It yeah. is So I mean, I I don't even know that there there aren't really even words. I'm just I think people need to stay positive in that with with uh, with NIL and with the transfer portal, things can turn around quickly. You have a hundred million dollar football facility going up. So I'm just I still think fans should focus on that. And that this is I think it's a quick fix. I think it's a quick turnaround. I really do. Are there personnel deficiencies? Yeah, there are. But, man, there's there's a lot of positive things um, going on with the program outside of that and a lot of other easy ways to get talent quickly if you harness the resources. So, you know, I just think, I think just stay positive about whoever the next coach will be and the staff could be. And, and you potentially, I mean, look, you go out and land a, you know, not, not saying that anything about the quarterbacks, I'm just saying hypothetically, you go land up a, a primetime player, an impact player at a position here or there in the transfer portal. And, and really quickly you're, you're back competitive. Yeah. So, no, you're, you're, you're right. That is one thing that the portal that the pro, the portal provides you with the opportunity to to be very quick, and and there the the positions that are of need most importantly in the offensive line those are positions that the portal can provide you some absolute grown men, and that's what Auburn needs. They need road graders. They need grown men to play the offensive line in the SEC and. That's that's something that is of major importance to Auburn in the transfer portal, you know, this year. And the opportunities there, I mean, there's going to be young men that, that put themselves out there at every position. And I, I think 
I think there that will play a role in in how quickly and and how um, aggressively Auburn moves toward a coaching change and an athletic director announcement and a a head coaching announcement to give them the opportunity to build the roster and staff that they want in order to attract these young men and ultimately win football games. And yeah. it'll, it, you know, it, that remains to be seen, but I agree with you that it, it can be, it can be fixed and not just, not just patched. It can be fixed and there yeah. can be a lot of success coming in the near future. If, if the, if the plan is executed correctly. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, let's get back at it next week. We'll see what happens. Auburn goes to uh, Oxford. I think it's an 11 a.m. ESPN game, which will provide quite a bit of fodder. I can already go ahead and tell you how that how college game day is going to go leading up to that game. That's going to provide them a great opportunity to talk about Brian Harson and his future leading into the Auburn Ole Miss game. So just kind of prepare yourself for some for some uh, negative talk on on college game day. That's part of it. And then they play at 11 a.m. against Ole Miss and. And then you have a bye week, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens, man. Well, hey, it's another great week of weather, I'm pretty sure. Maybe a day that's of right. rain. That's kind of what I'm excited about. Honestly, yeah. the last two weeks, that's sort of been my escape is trying to get outside and enjoy uh, some good weather in between writing about just a disastrous football season. I don't envy I don't envy you uh, having to be creative with stuff, man. So good, good luck with that. I tried to be positive yesterday. I really did. I tried to be nothing but positive. I was like, you know, I'm just going to try to find nothing but positive things to say in a story. And there are some, like Colby Wooden. I don't think people realize the kind of season he's having. He's a first-teamer All-SEC right now. Shanker might break some of his records from last year. I mean, there's some things to point to. I love Tank Bigsby's attitude, even though he's struggling. I feel like he's controlling what he can control. I don't yeah. see a lot of immaturity there. There's there's some different things, I guess, but you just got to look hard. <laughs> you right. just got to look hard and try to – and try to have a perspective about it. So, all right, let's roll. Um, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. AuburnLive.com. Go subscribe. 50% off right now. AuburnLive.com. For Ben and Justin, we'll see you next time. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.